Elise, I thought I told you to put all these toys away. You're not listening to me. It wasn't me who made this mess. Then who was it? Christian, shut the door, please. You can tell me. It was a little boy. He lived here a long time ago when he loves playing with our toys. I swear. I believe you. I do. You know, you've been blessed with a gift. You're special. Some people are afraid of special people. Your daddy, he's one of them. He doesn't understand your gift. You just keep it between us from now on, okay? Okay. Welcome back to the Hattie Fit Horrors Podcast, where we review horror movies and horror franchises. I'm Mark. I'm Tawan. I'm Maria. And today we're reviewing Sidious, The Last Key, released in 2018, written by Lee Winnell and directed by Adam Robitaille. Maria, can you give the people the plot summary? Parapsychologist Elise Rayner receives a disturbing phone call from a man who claims that his house is haunted. Even more disturbing is the address. 413 Apple Tree Lane in Five Keys, New Mexico, the home where Elise grew up as a child. Accompanied by her two investigative partners, Rainer travels to Five Keys to confront and destroy her greatest fear, the demon that she accidentally set free years earlier. Okay, the last key. The last key is... I know I've, I've cashed the previous three movies, but I had, a, I had an issue with all the movies after the first one. And it's that it seems like they realized too late that Elise was the star of the show and they had to backtrack to give us more of Elise. And it's like, it's like we're kind of being punished and being force fed all these prequels because they killed her off without knowing that she would be a hit. And like, I'm sorry, but like you left part two on a cliffhanger. And we've been following Elise in these prequels, and we don't know this bitch gonna die. And I, I don't care about her and her family. Name. This movie was confusing, and they pretty much blamed, like they pretty much said everything that happened in the first two movies. Well, all the last two movies was Elise's fault because this bitch was around, opening up all the doors, letting, letting all the ghosts and demons and shit out, like. I was so confused with this whole movie, and I don't know how I feel about it. Maybe I'll know by the end of this. But what about you, Maria? What are your thoughts on The Last Key? I definitely feel the same way. It was definitely not the best movie. Um, I see that they were trying to go back to, like, the beginning, but they that just did not hit the way they thought it did. Um, on top of that, it feels kind of like two different movies i don't know this movie just feels so like well first of all it's cheesy the dialogue is so cheesy it's really hard to like get over it um i feel like whatever direction was going on with this movie was just not it um i see that like and I also feel like it's kind of a lot like the third movie. I feel like they were trying to take a lot from that movie. You know, like the scene where like, you know, this this ring, this, I mean, this key guy kind of looks a lot like the old man from the third movie. The scene where like those girls are changed and they're like walking on all fours is basically what he was trying to do to Quinn in the third movie. Um what else when like the mom throw like throws the guy or whatever 
I think that's also a, like an iconic scene from 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 one of the movies when Elise does the same thing. So I feel like the only like um, the only um, like original thing they had going on was the what's the whole thing where like this demon was trying to make um is making you know the the people who live there into like evil people which i feel like if they would have gone more down that route rather than trying to pull it back to like all the other movies i think this movie wouldn't have been so bad but yeah it's just it just it feels like they just um filmed all these scenes and then just put it together and never really bothered to go back and like edit it um <laughs> yeah it's just it's it's not a great movie yeah cuz it felt like they were just trying to like like they were trying to they knew they had to circle back to the to the to the first one at some point mm-hmm. and then they also wanted to also like explain how all this stuff happened to like to Josh and his family and then that girl from the from the third movie and it's like um it's just very disjointed and confusing what about you Tuan what are your thoughts overall on the last key yeah I've been saying for a while that um even we before we first started this one that I was not a fan of well of this like uh, the last key out of the franchise, like at least for me, it's been my lowest one. Um, just in general, I did have like a re a rethinking on the third one after rewatching it, but when I saw this one again, um, I just remembered that I still didn't like this movie, and I agree with what both of you are saying. And I think the thing for me with this one is like. I felt like it was going to go somewhere and be a, be a bit different, but it really didn't um, at a certain point, especially, you know, at the beginning, um, not the beginning, but like once Elise came back and, you know, we find out the stuff about her dad and that like the girl that she saw was like real and not like a ghost. I thought like we were going to try to like see, do this thing. We're like blending, blending the lines a bit to like, determine like is this like like real like ghostly stuff or like actual like physical things happening like a determination type of thing but once you get past that and then we just we bring out the the creature or the actual villain of the movie it it got really boring especially with the introduction of like the the nieces from her from her brother like they were they were also boring as well and one of them got taken out immediately, so like we were already down the character. It just it just didn't really it didn't really work for me. And I don't I feel like like maybe it could have reworked it to where Elise was just generally younger throughout the movie and it was one of like her first kind of things going through this. Um like you know, the ghost hunting, all that type of stuff, and, you know, trying to figure something out, um, but instead, I feel like, like Maria mentioned, it feels like a mashup of different things, and they just threw it at the wall, and and they didn't even decide it was stick, they just, like, picked it all up together, and threw it into one movie. Because when it opens as, like, and you see, like, at least as a kid and her little brother, if that was the whole movie, all of that and then we learned, and we got we, we could have got all the information the movie wanted to give us if it focused on Elise as a kid. It would have gave us the same information without all the disjointed and weird scenes. And it just I don't know. It, it felt like it felt like it was overly ambitious and half-assed all at the same time. But. What are some scenes that stood out to you guys? Good, bad, or indifferent? I will say there weren't any like really good standout scenes for me, but I will say the scenes that kind of just like made me want to like be done with the movie was Elise's journey through the further when she's like when you see her walking past the man who couldn't breathe when 
you realize that she's going around opening the doors and then you see Dalton when he falls off the ladder and then she just like walks away and leaves the door open and it's like, oh shit. So the lipstick face demon. It's like, bitch, this your fault. Yes. And I was like, what? That made me so, I'm like, cause you left this door open. So basically you caused your own death because if you didn't leave the door open, you wouldn't have had gone to like have to deal with the fucking woman in black again. Like you caused all of this to happen. And it's just like, and all the the scenes with her and her brother reuniting, like the family stuff in these movies don't hit for me. The only time they did really was in part three, like the the mom, the, the dad and the sister and the, the the brother. I was able to connect with that somehow, but like the family from the first two movies, and then her and her brother is just like, why was this? Why were those? Why was that there? Again, it could have just been like a whole prequel movie, and then her brother died, and that's why she really just like leaned into her her ghost whispering. I don't know. It just those scenes took me out. But what about you, Tawan? What are some scenes that stood out, good, bad, or indifferent? So one scene that I did like once we got the realization of it is when you know Elise was younger, like as I mentioned earlier, and then you think that she was seeing um, a ghost or a spirit, but it was actually a real person. And her dad was like gaslighting the fuck out of her that she was not seeing something. And it was just really, it was just really crazy. Like think when like watching a movie and like thinking back and like, damn, like she, she could have helped, but like, obviously she didn't know that that was a real person. And nobody like reaches out to like touch the spirits or anything like that especially like when you think it's something um that's not like you know actually there in that type of way so it was just crazy that um that that happened and it definitely was like it was it was a little it was a little shock factor that one also when they were um I believe it was when she was going through the house with Specs and and I took her in, and they were looking through the camera and you just see like that person just standing off to the side, but at least what was it right reaching out but was not like touching her. Like that was also like a pretty decent scene. One scene that I did not like because I think I mentioned this in the third when the third one was towards the end where they're fighting the villain. And someone comes out to help or save. This time, it was Elise's mom and her dad. And, you know, they do that insidious thing where it's like that once, that one, like, saving grace-like move. And they just, um, the entity is just gone at that point. And, yeah, I don't, I don't like that. (laughs) I feel like that's where the Conjuring has them beat a bit. Where, when they, like, defeat the, the demon entity or whatever. Uh, the Conjuring does that better, in my opinion. What about you? What about you, Maria? Any scenes that stood out, good, bad, or indifferent? Um, I mean, I do like the scene. I think this is the scene right before the one that Twan was just talking about, where she sees that girl. But it's like where you see the feet because Elise doesn't see the feet, and mm-hmm. and then I think they only catch it until like afterwards. I thought that was pretty cool. Um. I think some of the jump scares were good, but I do agree. I feel like the beginning scene was a little like unnecessary if they were gonna keep bringing that back. Um, I feel like, um, yeah, and then, yeah, I think when I first saw this and you realized that it wasn't that those were like real people was definitely, like, it was, yeah, it's definitely something you just weren't expecting, because you're, like, because you're just, just, you're just, like, whoa, like, no way are these, like, you know, like, actual girls. Um, and honestly, like, when you really, like, think, and yeah, I didn't, like, also did not like those scenes where she's, like, opening red doors and leaves them open because yeah because it's like technically yeah it is technically saying that so this is all elise's fault so like if elise wasn't going around doing all these things then like it's her fault i don't, I don't know i don't know um 
like her death was her own fault. What happened to Dalton was her was her fault. Um, yeah, the guy. I don't know. I just thought it was just all like. I don't know. I guess just like the red, the whole red door thing. To for them to bring it up like that in the fourth movie was kind of dumb. Um, I feel like it makes everything make less sense. Um, I think, and yeah, I think again, definitely like none of the family scenes really hit. They were all just kind of. I don't know. It was just a really cheesy movie, and the fact that they were also trying to ha- give like Specs and Tucker some like little romance on the side, which is kind of like unnecessary. I don't know. It's like it's like they're trying to create all these little stories on the side, but like not well. I guess that makes any sense. Um, I don't know. It's just this was just not the best movie. Yeah, it, there was like a bunch of unnecessary stuff going on. It just felt, I don't know, like the whole, yeah, the, the, the thing is, <clears throat> I, I'm going to go into, next, I, no, I, I was going to save it for when we talk about the characters, but like, now that I'm thinking about it, this bitch is making, she made a career, a profitable career out of fixing the shit that she fucked up. She let all these demons and shit free. Now they out there hunting people and she getting paid to go save them from a demon she let free. <laughs> what kind of shit is that? Like that just hit me. That just hit me when Maria was like, oh yeah, she was opening all the red doors. And I'm like, that bitch opened all the red doors. Let all these demons and spirits out, and now she's charging people to help her to help them rid the spirits. Ain't that some shit? Like always, there weren't really that many kills or deaths in this movie, uh, but there were a bunch of jump scares. So, Maria, what are some jump scares that stood out to you? Um, I guess like the jump scare where like she's looking at all those suitcases. That have all those bones in it. Which, by the way, why the hell wouldn't she pull them out? Like, why are you going to sit there and look through all these suitcases? Like, for what? Like, there's people in there. Like, get out. I don't, I don't know. Um, and so, I mean, that, but that scene, I don't know. It was, I don't like how they had, like, teased us. By, like, putting on, like, a little scary music and then being like, oh, something's going to pop up. And then nothing pops up twice. They do that shit twice. And then they finally have something pop up out of the suitcase. But I think by then I was already, like, over that scene. Because it's like, whatever. Like, it popped up. Like, it made it seem like it was going to pop up. So it wasn't even scary. Um, But it was stupid. Um... The scene where, well, honestly, yeah, like the scene with the feet, that scene got me because I was like, no way. Um, The scene where like the sister, which by the way, I feel so bad for the sister. Like that girl barely had any lines, but they beat the shit out of her. But anyway, um, so, yeah, there's that. Um, well, yeah, well, with her, um, when she was, like, in the in the basement, because, like, you know, she, she hears her father calling for her, and then, obviously, he's not down there, and then she, you see, like, the keys move, and she's, like, you know, go toward, she goes towards it, and then it's, like, not the keys, it's that thing. That scene was scary. I thought that scene was, because that was not... I mean, because by then, I had already forgotten about the whole Keys guy, Demon. Um, and when he just popped up, and then and then he, like, gets off the bed. Um, but to be honest, I don't know, like, his, like, design, just it just reminded me so much of the old guy. Like, it reminded me so much of the, the villain from the last movie that it just... I don't know, they just, like, that, like, the whole... 
having girls in the basement and them being real was actually a better concept than what they did in the second half of that movie. Um, Cause everything just felt like it was like, it was just, it was done already. Like they, they did this already. Um, That's how I felt about it too. Yeah. Like, and it was just not, it just didn't feel, I don't know, original. It didn't feel like, I don't know. I just, I don't like this movie. Um, but I think that's it for the jump scares. What about you, Tuan? Any jump scares that stood out to you? I would say not. There weren't really... I don't think any that were, like, stood out to me. I will say, like, the one, like, Maria mentioned with, like, the feet, the person, like, standing on that, like, counter or whatever, and you just saw, like, the feet there, like, um, and the legs. I thought, you know, that was a pretty decent one. But... <clears throat> Compared to the other ones, they they weren't as effective in this one, and it really shows that it's lacking like James Wan within this one a lot. That uh, you know, it just it wasn't that effective. Like Maria mentioned, like those the two where you know they build up the music and there's nothing there. Like I mentioned in the first one when we reviewed it, that like. That's something that I like that James Wan doesn't do. Like if if he's building to like a jump scare or like something or like something like that, it's gonna be something there, and like you're gonna be freaked the fuck out. And I think that's why I like how he portrays like how he portrays it in his movies. But um, yeah, they just weren't that really. They just weren't that effective in here. Yeah, the the scares weren't weren't given, and for a movie that doesn't have much or any kills. Like, you need your jump scares to be on point to fully sell it. And it just, they, they weren't doing it. They weren't doing it for me. But let's talk about the characters. And let's once again start with Tucker and Specs. Tawan, what are your thoughts on Tucker and Specs? Hey, man, Tucker and Specs, they, they the real ones. Like, they, I, I don't have any problems with their characters. I feel like in all, out of all of the movies, like, they've been the ones that, um, I've had the least problems with because they play their roles right. <laughs> um, they're there for you know a little bit of comedic relief, but when you need them to like go in action and do what we what do what needs to be done to help the plot, they do what they need to do. Um, I think it was Specs who when the guy was going crazy, like kind of going crazy on them when we found out that he was. Um, <clears throat> when he was um, being overtaken by the key demon that um, he tried to like run away or, you know, he was like um, trying to attack them and he pushed the bookcase on them. Like that's real. <laughs> we need, we need more of them. Um, but I would say besides that though, they, they, they were seen a little less at times um, also. But I feel like we get the right amount of them that when when they're in the movie. Yeah, I always love Tucker and Specs. They definitely they're definitely what keeps you like interested. They're they're the recurring characters that like bring it out together bring it out together. But Maria, what do you think about Gerald and Audrey Rayner, Elise's parents? Whoever actor that is that plays her dad, I've seen him in like a couple other movies. And I think he is so hot. Like, like I, really, I'm just, I just want to point that out. Um, but, um, I mean, I mean, the mom, obviously, you know, she's doing her best. I think she was definitely like a positive influence on Elise. Um, though, again, I feel like it is kind of the same theme from the last movie where, you know, Quinn's mom came to save them and this time it's Elise's mom. It's basically the same thing. I don't, I don't um, I thought it was kind of like, cause you know how she, how, you know, like towards like that, the end, you kind of start to realize that, yeah, it's this key demon thing that's like making, you know, people do horrible stuff. But it's also like, Elise released the, that demon on accident when her father locked her in the basement, you know? 
Like her father still hit her for being the way she was. Um, And I just feel like it's a little... Because, you know, for them to say, like, oh, you know, well, he was a monster because of the demon. It's like, no. He was kind of like that before. Like, you know, yeah, he was afraid of her powers or whatever. But, like, he would still hit her, you know? He would lock her in the basement. Like, all that stuff happened after. Um, So, I mean, I get what they were trying to do. But I also feel like they didn't realize that. Um. Which I can see why his punishment and whatever hell he was in. Which I'm so far, I'm so sorry, but like the scene where like you know her dad presses his hands up against the wall, so like you know I guess I, I I mean okay I don't know what happens when he does that, but it seems like the demon like hits him the way he would hit Elise, and like this scene where you know Elise is watching this and the demon gives her the cane. That scene was just so funny because, like, the demon is... The way he's it's standing, you know, because he kind of looks like a person, obviously, because, you know, Insidious doesn't really do well with the way they dress up their demons. Um, but he looks like a guy looking at Elise, giving her this cane, and his face just looks like, do you want to do this? Like, here you go. And I just, I don't know. I just, I thought it was funny. Um uh, and this scene just wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. Um, but I guess that was, like, her dad's punishment for abusing Elise. Um, but it was also, like, I don't know. Her dad was always, always just kind of like that, you know? So, I don't know. I feel like it was a weird plot. Um, that was kind of, like, a weird little thing they had going on. And I, I just, I don't know. It didn't hit for me. Because it was like, yeah, I mean, the demon made her dad probably more violent and, like, imprison girls. But the demon didn't make her dad abuse her. <laughs> that, like, that man was already a monster. I don't know. Anyway. Um, yeah, so, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I just think her, her dad was hot. Um, but I feel like he shouldn't have been forgiven so easily. And the, just the fact that right away she was like you know you made my dad this way like sure you know yeah maybe he he made him a little worse but he was kind of already a dick I don't know um bless the mom I guess um though I feel like I don't know I mean I love that the mom really tried to understand Elise and I feel like the mom herself probably had powers too but just never spoke about it with the father, which is also kind of like, I don't know. I feel like if you're going to marry some, well, I guess it was kind of like way back when, but it's like, I don't know if you're going to marry someone, isn't that something they would know? Well, who knows? I don't know. But, um, point was, is that her mom was great and her dad was awful. Even without the whole demon controlling him. I agree with you. Josh Stewart has always been attractive. Like, I've loved him since Criminal Minds. Like, he could definitely get it. Definitely. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've loved him since Criminal Minds. He's in there too. Yes. That's the only reason I watched those movies because, because he was in it. Tuan, what are your thoughts on Imogen? Im- Imogen was like. What do they call it? Like, say, like in a Mar- the MacGuffin. She was the MacGuffin in the movie, because without her, <laughs> there wouldn't have been no getting the rest of them back. Because she was, you know, just there and also had the same abilities because she was Elise's niece. And <clears throat> without her, that was like the. I feel like that was like the only way they could introduce someone to be able to also go into further and bring them back. So she was really just like there for plot purposes because, I mean, outside of that, she didn't really do anything else. She just helped get Elise and her sister back, and we didn't learn much about her and even less about her sister. Maria, what are your thoughts on Melissa? Look, I'll, from back, piggybacking off of what Dewan said, 
we I we just learned that poor Melissa can take a hit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that poor girl had, did she had she barely, she had like one scene, and then that demon beat the shit out of her, <laughs> and then continued to beat the shit out of her in the future in the in in the further, and then <laughs> like for I feel like for no reason Jesus Christ he like got he like got her. While he just like slapped the other sister, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> like poor, poor Melissa. Melissa did nothing wrong. Like Melissa just walked into that diner with a smile, and then got her ass kicked for looking for her father. I don't know. Poor Melissa. That's all I gotta say. Like, I, I mean, to be honest, I like I doubt that girl even had powers. She was literally just like, she was just living her life, having a normal day with her family. <laughs> like she did not deserve any of those things that happened to her. I don't know. Um, I just feel like I don't know. It's just like she literally had no other important role in the movie besides like getting kidnapped and beaten up by the monster or the demon or whatever, and that was it. Like. That was literally it. Um, so uh, I feel bad for her. <laughs> Poor girl. Um, I mean, yeah, that's all I got to say about Melissa. <laughs> well, Maria, what are your thoughts on Detective Whitfield? I mean, honestly, their di- the whole dialogue was just super cheesy. Like, even that dialogue was super cheesy. It was everything. I just, I don't know who wrote the script. Lee but it was... It was just so basic. It was so basic. It was so, like... It was just not it for me. And, yes, and that's kind of how I felt the same way with, like, the script for the cop, for the for the detective. Because I feel like it was very, like, cheesy. But to be honest, though, that scene where she scares him was kind of funny. Because, like, she screams and he gets he gets scared, too. And she's just like, oh, I just, I see things. And he's just like, uh, okay, you could go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really have any strong opinions about him. I'm, like, I I think this is only my second or third time watching this movie, and I never even got his name. Come on, what are your thoughts on Christian, Elise's brother? I definitely felt for his character and why he was, you know, upset with Elise. Like, obviously... She, not she really didn't have like a choice, like with the abuse that she was facing because of the dad, and you know at that time probably didn't cross her mind to think about taking her brother with her, but he definitely had a you know reason to be mad because she left and you know never came back for him, um, which you know, especially you know she once she eventually made it on her own, and you would have thought it would have been like a thing where she could have you know checked up on him tried to um, go back to get him from, like, the, the, the dad, stuff like that. So he definitely had a reason to, like, be upset with her for what happened. But also, if that whistle was the main reason that he wanted to go back to that house, like, why couldn't he go do that so long ago? Like Right? That... <laughs> That part killed me. I was like, um, what was stopping you? <laughs> exactly. Especially because he still lived there. Like, your daughters are here. That mean you that mean you never left. <laughs> you never left. <laughs> so I, I thought um I thought he had lost it. If he did, and I'm like thinking it wrong, then I'm mistaken. But if he didn't and it was like that imperative because I understand it was a gift from the mom that he wanted it back, and it was just still at the house. Like he had ample opportunity to go and get that, especially because nobody else had lived in it since um, that man Ted was living there. Oh, true. He definitely. I feel like he could have bought the house himself. That's that's also true. Which honestly, now that you say that. That would have been good. Hold on, you cooking? Because what if he bought it and the, and the demon took over him and and then did the shit with his daughters, and then Elise had to come back and save yeah. them? Well, she technically did, but I mean that would have been kind of better. I'm thinking about it. 
Yeah, yeah, I think so too, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, I see it. We just rewrote it. Lee Winnell, give us the coin. <laughs> and that's what makes me mad. Is like, this is the same person who wrote the first three. Right. Like, how can, like, what happened? Were you so much more focused on giving your character a little love story side plot that you forgot about the rest of the movie? <laughs> this honestly does not feel like the first, because, like, I mean, the first movie, the reason why Insidious became, well, not the only reason, but one of the reasons why Insidious became so popular was also because of the music, you know? And this movie, it just felt so, so flat. I don't know, like, it was just, like, the, and again, like, I'll say it again, that script, and that script was so, so cheesy. I'm sure if we looked up every, like, every line, you'll find those lines in, like, different movies. Because they were so cliche. Yeah, and it they felt were so, so like, half-assed. I mean, that's what yeah. makes me mad. Because, like, it's the same writer. You wrote the first three. What happened, bro? Yeah, after that uh, part about the whistle, like, that was pretty much it. Because at that point, like, he, he besides, like, him, uh, me agreeing with why he was, you know, upset with the lease for, you know, never coming back. He also, if that was, like, a big thing for him. Which it was. Because, you know, it was, like, a thing that the mom gave him. Like, he could have just went... Like you say, either bought the house or, I don't know, broke in and got it if it was that imperative. I mean, I just feel like, well, I mean, I guess I do understand him not want to, wanting to be at, in that same house as the men who abused him for all those years. Um, but, like, it's, well, well, it's kind of hard, you know, because it's like, it's the place where he grew up and the place that has most of his mother's memories. But it's also the place where he was abused. But, you know, the house is also considered to be haunted. But it's like, if you never believe the lease, though, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's something we just won't understand unless we're in that position. Yeah. But, um, and I guess, I mean, I'm assuming it's something she was trying to let go after, you know, Elise, you know, in his mind, basically abandoned him and kind of left him to like her dad well Which, i mean uh, it is kind of sad sorry but it could because it, it is kind of sad because the fact that like you know elise never bothered to come back for him like all those years and you were like never as an adult i mean i think she got i don't know just never even like as an adult th- thought like let me look up what my brother's doing. You know, like that poor kid. <laughs> well, keep going, Maria. What are your thoughts on Elise this go around? I mean, I didn't like. I didn't like Elise in this movie. It just like they gave her. I mean, the first movie is supposed to be like, right? Like Elise has already, you know, used to what she's doing. Has already already experienced the further. And, you know, the second movie, she comes in again as the savior. But the third movie was supposed to be somewhat of her, like, of her growing as a person after, you know, losing her husband. That in this movie, it just, again, it feels like they were trying to do the same thing, except about, like, her past. You know, her healing from her traumas. But... It was just so weird because it's like they were trying, they, they were like teetering between her being a weak, vulnerable Elise who has all these traumas versus the Elise that has all these, all this experience as a psychic, you know? And it didn't mesh well. There were some scenes where she just seemed so like, so weak, yeah, so vulnerable. And then scenes were like, where she was, you know, um, strong and powerful but it just but they were like it wasn't consistent and i i don't think they could figure out well this is what it feels like but it feels like in the writing they couldn't figure out how to um how to give her any more character development than they already have you know um Especially because, you know, there's the first movie and then there's the, the sequel. And then the third one is like a, you know, a, a, a prequel. So this is, but this is 
this continues after the prequel. So it's like a really weird middle ground that just like, and you know, and, and the, I mean, like the writing was already shitty to begin with. So it just, it just came off weird and, and it came off very like inconsistent. And I don't think they could decide where to take her character. And then, and then, and I'm sorry, like, I know that like the whole point of this movie was about Elise and her past and her dad and her trauma. But like this girl, this girl was trauma dumping left and right. Like, <laughs> like when she was um, talking to to Specs and to Tucker, and when she first told them, like, I have to go to this house, and then brought up everything that happened in the house, and it was just like, like, I understand why they did that, and it's you know I guess it's because like Elise technically considers them as family now after the third one. But starting off just watching this movie, it just seemed so, like, it just seemed so out of nowhere. I don't know. It was just a weird scene to watch, especially because after she told them, they never really talked about it. They were just kind of like, well, we'll go with you. And then it cuts to, like, the next scene, and that was it. And it was like, okay. And then the scene where, you know, they're at the house, and now... um, the guy, the uh, the one who called, um, what was his name again? I forgot his name, but basically, you know, he, well, he's there, and I think this is already after she had already done like a walkthrough, and then she just tells him like, yeah, like my my father used to beat me in this house, and I think that's exactly the way she said it, and it was like, okay, <laughs> um. I don't know. It was just, I feel like it was a weird scene, especially because, again, the, like, Spe- Specs and Tucker and this new dude is there, and she's telling them how her dad used to beat the shit out of her, and, like, nobody says anything. And the scene just cuts, and it's like, it's like, okay. <laughs> like, this girl just trauma-dumping on everybody, which is, which is fine. I guess it's the whole point of the movie, but it's the fact that nobody says anything. Like, they talk about it, and then they're like, anyways... And it's like, then what was the whole point of Elise telling these people, this stranger, about her past? If, like, I mean, it has to do with her, obviously, but I feel like realistically it doesn't have to do with anybody else, you know, besides her, her, you know, her brother and her nieces. But, like, I don't know. It was just so weird. That whole, I don't know, those scenes were just so funny to me. Um, Because I just, I don't know. Whatever. It was. Just, I I thought it was just a very weird thing to have in the movie, and I just feel like I just felt like sometimes I was watching different like Elise's in the movie, because again, like I mentioned, um, I just feel like they couldn't decide where to take her character because it was it's this movie is such a weird middle ground, um, between like the third movie and like going boy again back to the first and the second movie. Um, so I didn't like Elise this, this time. And again, and her lines were so cheesy, Jesus Christ. Like I just, I can't get over it. Um, I don't, I don't know. Like she did so well in the other movies. I don't know how she, she let the writer, whoever get away with any of this. Cause this movie was just awful. Like, I don't know, but anyway, um, yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> what about you, Tawan? What are your thoughts on Elise? Yeah, didn't feel like Elise was like on her A game this time around. Um, like so, so actually for Lin Shay, like she was good, but what they gave Elise to work with this time around wasn't as good. And you definitely feel it throughout this movie, like Maria mentioned, and it really does come down to the writing and how it was kind of portrayed this time around. They didn't make her seem be seem like incompetent or anything, but it just didn't make it seem like the Elise that we were kind of used to. And pretty much everyone in this one was at fault because of the writing, which, <clears throat> as you mentioned earlier, Marcus, it's like crazy because Lee Winnell did the other three movies so i don't know what was going on with this one like if it was like a lack of direction or what they were what they thought they were going to do but 
I don't have much to say about her, just that it definitely felt like a step down. But I still like Lin Shay in this role, though. I do, too. I mean, I don't really know anything else that Lin Shay has done besides, like, pop up and, like, cameo appearances for other, of, like, for, for her other, for her brother's projects. So, like, I, I love her in this. Um, I felt disconnected from Elise in this one when she was, like, one of the main draws in that first movie. And I feel like with each movie that passes, I enjoy her less and less. And it's like, again, I go back to, they didn't know that Elise was like the star character. They didn't know that they had gold with Elise, Tucker, and Specs, And they've been trying their damnness to like keep giving us that. And it's not working. It, it's working for Tucker and Specs, but it's not working for Elise. And I just, and giving her this family with this backstory, it doesn't do the character any favors. And again, going back to what Maria said, the dialogue is horrible and that just makes it all worse. But, Tuan, what'd you think about the lipstick face demon and the kind of like sort of origin story we got about him? Like how they were introduced into the, the world? Um, I don't, I don't think I much really thought about that, um, after, like, a rewatch, because, kind of like we mentioned earlier, not saying, like, Elise was, Elise, like, started the demon, but she definitely left the door open, literally, for Dalton to get, um, possessed by that demon, which is like <clears throat> Elise has been to the further a lot. <laughs> so we saw her when she was like in her like either early twenties or whatever when she was doing stuff with Josh, like trying to help him out when he was when he was a kid. So I feel like she should know that leaving doors open and not closing them in the further leads to other things to happen. So I don't know if that, I don't know like what was going through her mind, but you know, it does set it up so that the first one can happen. Like it's not about to rewrite the past or anything, even though we're, even though we're technically in the past of this movie, it's not like it's not going to rewrite it. But you know, if this, like if that didn't happen, she should have, you know, close that behind her so that, you know, nothing would get through. Maria, what are your thoughts on the key face demon? Well, the key demon, wherever the hell he was called, the key demon. There are, there are different demons? I was under the impression that the key demon and the lipstick demon were two different demons. Were they not? Yeah, the lipstick demon no, was I... from the first one, yeah. And then the key demon was the was like the main... Demon of the movie. Yes. With the keys. Yes. Did you not know that, Maria? No. <laughs> I thought it was the same thing. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I thought... I guess the whole key thing was a cool idea if they had elaborated on it a little bit more. Um, but honestly, the design of the demon literally looks the same as... Or to me, looks the same as... Um the the mask old man from like the last movie so i was just kind of like you know i guess it wasn't it wasn't scary it just seems like the same thing as it just he just seemed like the same villain as the last movie so so i guess i was disappointed you know i expected a little bit more i agree with you on that and i know people hate when you compare this franchise to conjuring but it's not hard to do, given that, like, most of the behind-the-scenes people and some of the on-screen people are in, are in common with The Conjuring. I mean, it has James Wan, it has Patrick Wilson. They're both Blumhouse franchises. And I have to say, this is another thing that Conjuring had them beat on, is that at least every villain is distinctively different from each other. 
Like you can't get them confused, and I, I, that's what this movie needs. And going back to Lipstick Face Demon, like this is the third time we've seen him, and we still don't know. This is what the fourth because was he in the second movie? No, no, we didn't see a Lipstick Face Demon in the second movie. But like this is the third time we've seen him, and it's like you teasing something, and I'm. And I'm afraid that the payoff won't be worth it. Because from the promotional material that we've seen, I'm thinking it's all about like he's the big bad again in the fifth movie. And I'm just afraid that the payoff won't be good because you've been teasing this character for three movies now. And like, I don't know. Like he... he I don't know. I, I wasn't feeling the lipstick face demon. Wasn't feeling the key demon. It was like the demons were lacking. Like the evil, the dad being a dick was more terrifying than the demons were. But what about you, Tawan? What are your thoughts on the key demon? Yeah, um, the key demon out of all of them was the most underwhelming one so far. Um, I just feel like the story for the key demon wasn't like strong enough really. Like I all the other ones like so far, like I like even though we even though it wasn't like, you know, a huge like backstory or whatever for the um lipstick face demon, except we got a little bit. But I like that one better just because out like the first one is my favorite the woman in black like we had a lot of we had a lot of like backstory for how that came about then we get the, the third one with the like the old man where the man couldn't breathe and like that like backstory for that was good as well but then we get this one and it just wasn't as strong as the others and it wasn't really <clears throat> it was more so the gimmick of the of the demon was 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 like the selling point, but not the actual like, w- like the why of the demon. I would say, and it didn't really do much. Like all it did was same thing as you know the other ones. It removed someone from their from their physical body, held them captive, which was literally the same as number three. So it it was no like it was nothing like different to like shake it up. Well. With that, Tuan, we have come to the end, but not quite the end. Can you please give the people the behind-the-scenes info and facts? Yes, I can. So, Insidious The Last Key was um, made on a budget of $10 million, and it brought in the box office of $167.9 million. Some critics' reactions. The film currently sits at a 33% of Rotten Tomatoes. Critical consensus reads, Insidious The Last Key offers franchise star... Lynn Shea, another welcome opportunity to take the lead, but her efforts aren't enough to rescue this uninspired sequel. The Seattle Times rated the film two stars, saying old horror franchises don't die, they unspool tepid, uninspired sequels in perpetuity. And with the fourth chapter, Insidious, The Last Key, this saga is on a familiar path. Lastly, the Hollywood Reporter faulted the film's delivery of the booze or scares as remaining cheap and arbitrary. Well, not quite sure what that means, but forget about them. What about us? Maria, Tuan, do we cash or pass Insidious, the last key? Maria? Um, I pass. This is not a great movie. Um, I do have this movie on DVD, but the only reason I have it on DVD is because it came in like a package deal with the other Insidious movies. Um, this movie definitely, definitely flopped. I think I think it generally just doesn't have the best rating. So definitely flopped for me. Um, I have no idea where the hell they. I don't know. I don't know what they did to this movie, um, or where they were going with it. I think I mentioned in the beginning. Like it just feels like they filmed all these scenes and they never like edited them. They never went back to actually watch it and be like, you know what, that doesn't make sense. And then they uh. Or like this scene kind of sucks. It just feels like they, yeah, it feels rushed. Um, so definitely a pass. Tuan, do you cash or pass the last key? Yeah, I'm definitely gonna pass on this one. Um, even before we, 
were reviewing, going to review this one, I had mentioned it a number of times that this was like my least favorite out of all of them, and it's still the case. It just was not like up to par with the rest of the movies, and I'm not sure what happened with this one or you know why the story was where it was, but. I think it could have been, I feel like it could have been a lot better with, you know, either like a different story altogether or just in general, better writing for it as well. So I'm hoping that with the newest one, we get a little better and uh, yeah, I'll pass on Insidious The Last Key. For me, it's also going to be a pass. You know, when we were talking about doing this franchise, you both gave me like different different reactions on part three and i i love part three you know part three might be my favorite one in the entire franchise neither one of you said anything about part four so i went into went into this movie knowing that it probably wasn't going to do the best and i was right it, it was just too much and i will say that because you know i do all the the Instagram photos and stuff. So I kept on seeing things. I I had saw photos of like little kid at least, and I was under the impression that it was gonna be about like at least as a little kid and at least as a teenager, it's gonna be like set in like the fifties or sixties. I'm not trying to say that woman is that old, but whatever. And I thought all the scenes I was seeing of like teenagers and young women were all like at least. So come to my surprise, I'm like, oh, wait, these, these are her nieces. This isn't the least. This isn't the story I thought I was going to get. And it kind of just all fell apart. And it's a pass. It just, I can't believe that the person who wrote the first three movies wrote this. Like, the dialogue was lazy. The interactions was lazy. The director, he, I don't know what the hell was going on. Like... And, like, if you think about it, like, more, but, like, they, they introduce the nieces halfway through the movie, and literally in the last five minutes, you get that, yeah, one of the nieces is kind of like Elise, and all she does is goes in, helps Elise, and the other one gets her fucking ass kicked. I'm so sorry. I cannot get literally, over that. Literally, the <laughs> Imogen, she's literally the MacGuffin of the movie. Like, she, that was her role to be, just to be there so that we had another person with Elise's abilities. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like, it could have been, the movie that I thought I was about to watch is so much better than what I actually watched. I Because looking at those photos, I thought that that was Elise and her sister, and it was going to explain, like, she was being haunted as a kid. I mean, as a teenager, this is how her, her, her like, I thought it was going to be Elise's origin story. And that's not what it was. And I'm just so disappointed. You know what? I feel like it would have been so much better if they would have done one about Elise and her husband, especially considering that she was so heartbroken when and he we, died. I just met him the movie before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know what. And I don't know. And did Lee would know right the, the the one that's coming out? I'll repeat that. I think. Okay. Okay. Lee would know. Did not write. The Red Door. Oh yeah, he did. He, um, he did the story for it, but the screenplay was written by someone else. And this is the first time there's a whole new team behind it. So that could be good. That could be bad. And this is Patrick Wilson's debut. Was it? It's not his debut, but it's his first time directing the an Insidious movie. This is also a new writer to the Insidious franchise. So the new movie is going to have uh, a lot of new. That could be good. That could be bad. But, you know, we shall see. And actually, I am, I'm looking now. Actually, the Red Door will be Patrick Wilson's, like, directing debut. So, hopefully it goes well, guys. Hopefully it's good. Hopefully it's good. But you will find out next week when we review Insidious the red door the red door they was teasing those red doors and they opened all those red doors in this movie and now we get to learn about them I just remember yay next week
<laughs> yeah, so you know, you'll hear our review next week, guys. Hope you've enjoyed this short retrospective. Only what, four movies, now we're going to the fifth, so tune in. Good night. If you like this episode, please be sure to check out Hide and Fear Horror's past reviews from big franchises like Halloween, Friday the 13th, and the Chucky franchise, or one-off reviews like Us and Midsommar. You can follow Hide and Fear Horrors on Instagram and TikTok, where the hosts post updates and mini-reviews. Full episodes are available on several podcasting platforms. If you're listening to us on YouTube, don't forget to please like and subscribe. Hadden for Horror is produced by Mark Smart, Maria Perez, and Tuan Griffin. Edited by Mark Smart. Themed by Lethal Injections. The Hadden Feel Horrors Podcast is a Letters to Media production. Should we do an intro?